Yo, what up street dogs, Eric Kim. All right, so thoughts on the pandemic. So, okay, I think the word pandemic is super interesting. So I did some etymology research on it. Essentially pandemic means pan meaning all, like Pangea, whatever, and uh, demos, which means like the people, um, democracy, stuff like that. So essentially a pandemic is Something that happens which affects everybody. So why do I find the pandemic so interesting? So first and foremost, what's very interesting about the pandemic is that it is affecting everybody, which means it don't really matter how rich or poor you are. In some ways, the pandemic is the ultimate equalizer in the sense that everyone's being affected by the pandemic, obviously differently, um, you know, some people still have to go to work, um, deliver Amazon packages, like, you know, Amazon Prime workers. Then there's other people who have to, or, you know, I guess who are more privileged positions, get to stay at home and quarantine themselves, whatever. And then there's, you know, crazy people like Eric who like to walk around, make video vlogs, blog, think, and make, uh, make artwork during the time of the pandemic. So... I think one thing that's important to think about is pandemic doesn't necessarily mean that has to be this like a viral outbreak disease thing because anything that's a pandemic, I mean, if you just think about the pure etymology of it, is just anything that affects everybody. So in some ways, like you think about it, like even, you know, in some ways, free market capitalism is kind of like a pandemic. It's something that affects everyone in the whole world. And this is where globalization is so interesting because because of globalization and travel and supply chain management and stuff like that, what's affecting us is affecting kind of everybody, um, you know, kind of quasi equally. And so what is the difference right now during the pandemic between the rich and the poor? So once again, the poor probably has to still keep working and are probably more anxious about their finances. But truth be told, like, even if you're rich, I think this kind of equally affects you in the sense that, you know, even if you're super rich, you, you actually might physiologically be more affected by stress because you're worried more about like, you know, getting sick or, you know, you're probably spending more time on Twitter or, you know, NPR or the news or you know CNN or stuff like that where you're actually kind of consuming more fear feeds or more time on Facebook and stuff like that and actually the irony is I've been talking to a lot of like you know delivery workers Amazon Prime workers delivery men uh, you um, post office workers and stuff like that and in some regards they're actually a little bit like less anxious because they're actually out working and doing like I was, I was talking to the Amazon Prime delivery dude I'm just like yo what's keeping you staying doing all this is like honestly it's just like staying busy and being able to go out and work and stuff like that is um, is a lot better than just staying at home and reading all this scary news all the time right so right now we're going through this pandemic and what are my thoughts on it so first and foremost it's um, you know, maybe I can't speak for other people, but let me speak for myself. So for myself, it's actually made me more resourceful, it's made me more grateful, and it's made me more appreciative of things we had in the past that we don't really have access to anymore. But also in some ways, 
the pandemic's been good to me because it's taught me so much of just like how superfluous everything is. Like, you know, before this all happened, right? You know, I'm like shopping for a new iPhone and I'm like, oh my God, I can't find the perfect device to fulfill all of my hedonistic desires and, you know, spending a lot of time fantasizing about, you know, buying a Tesla or a Lambo or whatever, or just, you know, whatever. So actually the pandemic has folks, has forced me actually to, to focus. It's taught me, it's forced me to focus on, you know, philosophizing, arts creation, and life in general, and to really be forced into thinking about what's really important in my life. And you know, even in some ways, you know, obviously I love traveling and stuff like that, but in some ways traveling has also been kind of a distraction because in some ways, being forced to not be able to travel is the ultimate minimalizing agent where you cannot run away from nothing and you cannot have something to look forward to, which in some ways is good because you make do with what you got, where you're at, with the resources you got. And so I've discovered for myself, what are my best resources, my skills, my talents, my tools, whatnot. It's certainly, you know, to think, to philosophize, to share, to blog. Actually, like as of late, uh, since all this has been happening, I've actually been more productive in terms of producing more videos, producing more blog posts, producing more beats, producing more creative ideas and so forth, uh, producing more emails and stuff like that. And so I really feel that the pandemic lifestyle is interesting where it forces us to be digital forward and to think in terms of you know, longevity, it forces us to think about our own personal life goals and whatnot. And so, in some ways for me, I'm kind of grateful for the pandemic in the sense that it's taught me like, it put me face to face with the whole like, all the stupid things about capitalism and consumerism and how it's been kind of like a whack distraction. And actually after this, I think more people are gonna care about, you know, their health, hygiene, and you know, who knows, maybe in the long term, like 200 years from now, people are like, oh, thank God this COVID thing happened. Now people finally wash their hands and stuff like that. I remember before this, like, yo, people are hella gross, man. Like, I see dudes going to the bathroom, don't even wash your hands. I'm like, dude, that's, that's super gross. And now that this is happening, people actually care more about hygiene. And you know, maybe we're gonna give more respect to like healthcare workers or custodians, people who actually kind of keep us healthy and safe and whatnot. And in some ways too, I think it's a, it's gonna make us a little bit more resourceful and scrappy. Like even basic things, like it's harder to get like paper towels and toilet paper now. So like ways that, what things I've been doing is you know, you remember the thing called rags, right? Like, so I've been using rags to clean up more at home than just, you know, disposable stuff. So it's, it's made me think more about like reusability and ecology, not because of like some sort of virtue signaling, um, not some sort of like virtue signaling in terms of that kind of stuff, but it's more just like practicality is like, I'm only gonna be resourceful because of necessity. And this is actually where it's been interesting for, you know, uh, last year me and Cindy went to Cuba. And it's been a super interesting experience because when you're living in Cuba, people are resourceful, not necessarily because they're like more cocoa virtuous than us, but because they've got, they've got no other options. 
And so when you're forced to be, become resourceful, you actually become very resourceful. And if there's no necessity to be resourceful, we're not going to be resourceful, we're going to be wasteful. And this is the thing that I think people don't get is, you know, humans, we're not, we're not like wasteful because we're somehow like bad, evil peoples. Is that there's just like no necessity for us to be resourceful. So if there's no necessity for us to be resourceful, we ain't going to be resourceful. So now, um, we have limited resources. Oh my goodness, our Amazon deliveries take more than two days to come to us. So for the most part, I think maybe the pandemic can make people a little more grateful, a little bit more kind and compassionate to each other, um, less wasteful. Maybe it's, it's going to make us more uh, scrappy. It's going to make us more grateful. Because, you know, sooner or later this is going to pass. And, you know, in the future, who knows when, people will still be able to shake hands, fist bump, give hugs and whatnot. Uh, my thought is the, the effects of social distancing and stuff like that, I think this will last for at least another five years, but five years beyond, like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, obviously it's, you know, things will kind of go back to like pseudo normal, but still, who knows? Things might be able actually even get worse. So that's, a, that's I think, another uh, reason why people are getting suckered. They're like, oh yeah, I can't wait till things get back to normal, the way things used to be. But it's like, whoa, what if fucking COVID-20 happens, or COVID-21, or COVID-22, or something even worse and more deadly, or, you know, even right now, like, uh, thoughts is like, you know, uh, you know, what if there is a collapse of the fiat currency system, then what is we to do? So essentially, like, you know, I think the best way to think about things is not to think that, like, oh, why are things so bad and, you know, kind of bemoaning yourself. But no, think, like, why are things not worse? And how I'm still grateful that I can still buy meat, I can still get groceries, I can still feed myself, you know, I still got a place to live and stuff like that. I still have Wi-Fi, thank God. So, it's a little bit cheesy to say, but in some ways it's maybe a good way to think about um, the bright side of things count your blessings and stuff like that. And maybe, yeah, we could use the pandemic as a opportunity for us to become more resourceful, to become more grateful, to become more scrappy, to become less wasteful, to be able to reuse, recycle, upcycle, whatever you want to call it. Who knows, uh, pandemic might be good for the planet, considering that like, you know, it's actually funny too because the whole gist of Elon Musk and SpaceX is Humanity is on a one chain thing to disaster, to earth death. I think that's uh, a lot of people's fear. But after a pandemic, you know, we're not moving as much. There's fewer production happening. There's less CO2 emissions in the air and stuff like that. So who knows, maybe this is gonna be um, the solution to earth death. Maybe after COVID is uh, blown over, uh, the earth will be tenable for at least another 10,000 years or whatnot. So I think that's also something that's important for us to think about is for us to think beyond ourselves, our families, and even humanity right now, but think about humanity 300, 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 years from now. This might be a good thing because I think a lot of people want uh, space travel because it sounds cool, it sounds fun, but certainly like I don't know, for myself, there's still so much to explore and uh, discover on planet Earth, even within our short lifetimes, and certainly, like, you know, I doubt there's a planet as good as Earth. 
Um, you know, maybe one day we can make Mars inhabitable and almost as good as Earth, but it'll never be as good as Earth. Um, and so, yeah, maybe this is a chance for us to watch rewatch the movie Elysium. You know, the rich people living in the space colony kind of thing next to Earth. Space elevator, shout out to Bill Block, my friend, uh, who produced the film. Um, and yeah, for us to think about critically about uh, us as individuals, how can we best thrive during the pandemic, and to realize that things ain't gonna go back to the way things were. And for us to accept the situation, and once we accepted it, not to necessarily hope for things to get better, but almost anticipate things to get worse, but for us to position ourselves and prepare ourselves to, to best thrive during these uncertain times.